Chuck, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk about the project I have, have going on. Chuck, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, where are you from? I'm um, born and raised here in Iowa, born in Iowa City, and grew up in Mason City, which is a town in northern Iowa. And uh, I lived in, I've lived in Boone, Iowa, which is right near Iowa State University in Ames for, oh, 45 years now, I guess. So been been here all my life, and uh, except for two years that we lived in Missouri, I've always been here in Iowa. All right, and we'll be talking about music today. So, having said that, are you a musician? I should have been. <laughs> my my dad was a band director. I have two old brothers that were music professors, and I uh, registered at the University of Iowa as a music major in 1968. But before I started classes, I went undeclared and I ended up being an English uh, major and I taught English for 36 years. And during that time, I uh, had a sideline of tuning pianos and restoring pianos for all that time. Why did you decide to begin restoring pianos? I began tuning pianos in 1972 because I needed a sideline. We were living in Missouri at the time, Festus, Missouri, if you've ever heard of it. And, uh, I was working at a Catholic high school and earning $6,000 a year, so I needed a part-time job. And my dad had retired from um, being a band director, and he had gone into tuning pianos, told me about it. And I thought it sounded like a good idea, so I bought my first set of tools, and I began uh, tuning in Missouri. And then we moved to Iowa in 1974, and I kept my business going there uh, ever since, always part-time. Uh, evenings and Saturdays and, and summers. And uh, and I began restoring pianos in the summers because the tuning business always dried up in the summers when kids quit taking lessons. So I had an opportunity to refinish a, a grand piano for the orchestra director of the high school and just went from there. I started uh, doing restoration work in my shop. All right. And we'll get into that cool uh, project that you just finished uh, in just a minute. But before that, let me ask you, uh, how many pianos do you estimate you've restored so far? Oh, I do two or three a year. Um, I actually have a website that I have a lot of pictures, before and after pictures. Uh, If a person goes to Piano Promo, uh, run those two words together, uh, Piano Promo, and it'll come up Piano Promo Productions by Chuck Bame. Up in the corner, it's actually a website for technicians, but up in the corner there is a uh, menu item for uh, free uh, educational or free, I can't remember now what it's titled, but it's free something up in the corner, and you tap on that, and uh, there is a photo gallery of, uh, which has before and after pictures of pianos I've restored, and I'm guessing it's well over 100 at this time. What's your website again? Pianopromoproductions.com. What sparked your interest in wanting to build a community piano? Back in uh, 2015, I, I started reading about outdoor pianos, street pianos, uh, they're commonly called. And I, I was really interested in those. Um, ordinarily, almost all the time, I would say, um, outdoor pianos are simply pianos that have been donated to a community uh, group and a lot of times they're painted, they're decorated, uh, sometimes very artistically, very creatively. Um, but usually there's no modifications made to the piano itself as far as um, making it weatherproof. And a lot of times those pianos, when they are put outside, uh, over time they get rained on and then the 
panel mechanism no longer works. Um, if you read about them in the paper, um, ordinarily, I know there's towns around Iowa that have had street panels. Ordinarily, uh, the article will say that a, a tarp is provided for inclement weather. But the trick is getting the piano under the tarp before the rain starts. And here in Iowa, a lot of times in the in the summer, we have pop-up rainstorms where it'll be sunny out one moment, and you look outside, and all of a sudden it's raining. And so I thought it would be fun to try to modify a piano so that it would do better outside. And at that time, I belonged to the Town Technicians Guild, and uh, the members of my chapter and myself uh, undertook a project where we took a Wurlitzer Studio piano, and we spent three Saturdays doing everything we could, every modification we could think of to make it uh, be able to stay outside and survive the weather. And what we came up with was a piano that actually stood outside in Iowa in the summer for three summers uh, with no protection, no tarp, and it survived for uh, the entire time, and it was moved around in Boone from location to location, uh, mostly stores downtown. And the city was very good about it. They, they uh, volunteered to move it from place to place with a, a John Deere end loader. And um, it was, I think, altogether outside of 50 different businesses and locations during those three years uh, of time. And then finally, uh, just the weather got to it, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it what it needed to, to go another year. And so after that project, I decided to try a second time, and I've done a much more much more intensive modification of a, of a piano, um, mostly by myself, and it's ready to go and go outside, and I think it should last even, even longer. So this would be your second piano that you've restored for the outside? Correct. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So with this new piano, I understand there are certain details and characteristics you wanted this community piano to have, including being weatherproof for outdoor use. Can you tell us more about that? Well, there are three really important differences between this and the first piano. Uh, First of all, uh, this is actually two pianos built into one. Um, The outside cabinet is a case from a 1903 upright, a Kohler and Campbell upright which was in the basement of the Catholic rectory here in in Boone, and they wanted it out. And I liked the case so much, it it had to be taken apart to get it up the steps because of the uh, configuration of the stairway. And so I dismantled it, but I very carefully preserved all the cabinet parts, the case parts. And then shortly after I acquired that, uh, I had a, a person in the community uh, ask me to uh, pick up a Wurlitzer studio piano, and I brought that to the shop, and I got looking at the two, and I decided to try putting the inner parts of the Wurlitzer inside the cabinet of the Kohler and Campbell. So uh, I bolted the inside parts of the Wurlitzer inside the cabinet of the, the Kohler and Campbell, and the important thing is the space inside the cabinet was greater than the space required for the um, the before the for the Horlitzer um, console, and so after it's all bolted together, there's dead air space all the way around the inner piano, which makes it uh, possible to circulate air around it and keep it warm and dry. And then the uh, the second modification was I knew I needed something other than the original wooden keys, so I experimented, <laughs> and this this took a lot of time. I I tried uh, making keys out of uh, liquid plastic. And I abandoned that effort, and then I went on to try making keys out of aluminum. And after a long time of learning how to smelt aluminum and 
and mold it, I decided to abandon that effort. Uh, and I finally came up with uh, trying 3D printed keys, which worked out really well. Uh, they're not um, keys that a, a hobbyist could do on a on a 3D printer on their kitchen cabinet. It was made at a uh, with a commercial uh, 3D printer, a $25,000 printer, and they're made in three pieces, three separate pieces, and then uh, bonded together and fitted to the piano. And each key took about a half hour to an hour to, to final fit, so it was a time-consuming process. And then I uh, made a drainage system for under the keys and um, a way to circulate air around the uh, around the piano itself, the inside part of the piano. So it it was very time-consuming, much more than just what we did on the very first piano, uh, much more intensive, labor-intensive. So having said that, are there any special components built into this piano that make it weatherproof? Uh, you talked about the keys, that you uh, had them 3D printed. Uh, are they made out of anything in particular? Well, the the, uh, the filament used for the 3D printed keys is a special... I, I'm not an expert on 3D printing, but it's a filament that's meant for outdoor uh, use. It's not just your ordinary, like I said, hobbyist type of material. And uh, then in addition to that, uh, as far as the case, I uh, replicated all the case parts that I could out of uh, out of PVC board uh, lumber. So the top, uh, the lid, and the uh, and the music desk, and the fall board, and the key blocks, and the key slip, these are all case parts, were all uh, duplicated out of out of PVC, so they're uh, waterproof. And um, inside, it has two miniature heaters, and each one is connected to a thermostat. And down below, it has a, a blower, um, which uh, circulates air up under the uh, under the keys and through the keys to to dry them out and keep them warm in cold weather. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of special modifications for the for the case and for the piano to weatherproof it. And I understand it's very colorful. Well, the keys are, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the, the keys are um, in the colors of the rainbow. They, the, on the left-hand side are the, the blue keys and then the green keys and yellow keys and orange keys and red keys. So it's quite colorful. The, the piano itself, I chose to just leave uh, 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 the color of sky. It's sky blue. Uh, instead of painting it, more or less to differentiate it from pianos that are highly decorated and painted. I, I liked I liked how it looked just with the blue background and then the the colorful keys. And then the, in the front over the keys is a uh, yellow lettering Boone Iowa Outdoor Piano. So is the piano finished? Is it available for use now? Well, it's <laughs> yes and no. It's finished. It's it's actually right now. I'm I'm um, testing the heating system, and I was hoping that it would be a, a four season piano, um, but I don't think it will be able to stay outside in really cold weather. Um, I like I said, I, I have heaters on the inside, but they they're not enough to counteract the. Uh, we it gets really cold here, so. Um, in the mornings, I've come down and checked. the therm- It has a thermometer inside the piano that I can see. And when it's been 20 degrees outside, it's 30 or 35 degrees inside the piano. So I wanted to, to I hoped it would stay warm enough that the air coming up through the keys would melt off any snow. But I, I don't 
I'm waiting for a big snowfall. It's it's outside until we get a big snowfall. I want to see if if uh, it's able to to melt the snow off of the keys. And if it can't, it will be inside during the winter months and then outside for for uh, three seasons for spring, summer, and fall. All right. And uh, Chuck, on a personal note, why are pianos so special to you? I, I I love working on them. I specialize. I I I have a tuning business. I tune anywhere from 500 to 600 pianos a year. Uh, so I have a regular tuning route. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's always fun tuning pianos because it's something people really appreciate having done. It's always, it, it makes such a big difference. And uh, people love to sit down and play the piano after it's tuned. But I, I really enjoy the shop work where I'm doing the restoration work. And my specialty uh, over the years has uh, been vintage upright pianos. And I, I do grand pianos. I restore grand pianos as well. But I specialize in vintage uprights, which actually brings me a lot of business because there's a lot of technicians that don't particularly like to work on them. And I get referrals from really all around the Midwest and pianos sent to me um, to restore. Almost always, I'd say with only a couple exceptions that I can think of, I've restored pianos for families where the piano has been in the family for a long time. For for example, I had a piano one time that um, the lady who owned it, it was her grandmother's piano, and it had been given to her grandmother in 1903 as a wedding present. And so her great-grandfather had bought it. Her grandmother owned it for years. Her mother owned it. Now she owned it. And she wanted it restored so that one of her daughters would take the piano, which they ended up doing. And that's the kind of story I hear you know, all the time that, and I, I never, I never buy old pianos with the idea of fixing them up and flipping them because there's just, to be honest, there's just not the commercial value in them to be able to do that type of thing. But with family heirlooms, um, you know, it goes way beyond commercial value because people don't intend to ever sell them. They want to keep them in the family. And it's just fun doing that kind of thing. So the last three pianos I, I got done last spring with a piano from Frisco, Colorado, and that's been set back. Um, I'm working on a piano right now from Minneapolis, uh, refinishing. Uh, as these are both uprights, and then I have another upright waiting in my shop to work on. That's from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So, um, like I say, they come from around the around the Midwest mainly, but um, it's just very enjoyable. It's it uh, a restoration of a piano. It's not a weekend project. It's more a several month project, off and on. And I, I work at tuning uh, usually three days a week, and then I work out in the shop two or three days a week. So it's a nice balance. And how about the notion that playing piano or having a piano uh, in your home uh, can bring family together? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and I think it's just great education for kids. It's something that well, I, I used I, I taught English for for years, and I I, I love Shakespeare. And the reason I like Shakespeare so much, I'd always have kids say, "Well, why do we have to take Shakespeare? Why do we have to read Shakespeare? We'll never read it again." Well, the whole point was, it was difficult to them at the beginning, and we work at it day after day after day after day. And finally, by the time we got done, they'd be reading it and they'd be enjoying it. And the point was, a lot of things in life take more than a half hour, like a half hour TV show to solve. That takes some time. And the same way with piano. Piano lessons take a lot of work. They take a lot of time. But once you get into them, they you start seeing your progress, and it becomes fun learning to learn. 
And as far as bringing families together, when you have kids that are taking lessons, and especially if you have parents that can play and they can sit down and play duets or they can sit around and play Christmas music or, or whatever, it, it just is a nice family activity that, you know, you don't see enough of in the world today. So I think it's a great thing for a family to have uh, a piano in the house. And in this case, bringing a community together. Oh, absolutely. The uh, the first piano we put outside, um, it was outdoors, um, outside of a, a number of businesses where a lot of people would come and go, the, the Boone Bakery, for example, and uh, we have a, a brewery in town. And invariably, when you drive by or, or, or go by those places, people would be outside standing around the piano and somebody would be playing, especially the brewery and the bakery, but a lot of other places as well. And I just had so many comments from people that they just loved either playing the piano or listening to people play the piano. And people that were accomplished would sit down and play it. And then again, you'd have little kids that this was the first time they'd seen a piano that would be plinking away and just enjoying making music. So, yeah, it was a great thing for the community. And uh, people have really been excited about this, this new piano. And they keep asking me when it's going to be done. And finally, I can say, well, it's done. I just have to get it to the point where it can be downtown. (laughs) And what's in your heart for music and wanting to share it with others with this piano? Well, it's, it's just something that people enjoy. And I don't know, I, I, I love the piano because our two daughters, uh, they're both in their forties now, but our two daughters both played piano and took it seriously. And it's something they still can sit down and enjoy. And it's, you know, you, you have a lot of things that kids like to do when they're in school. They, a, lot, a lot of kids like to get involved with sports and that sort of thing. But, but piano is something that they can play all their life. I, I have customers who are in their 90s and still playing their pianos. And it's something that, unlike most instruments, most uh, band instruments, you can really play easily by yourself. You don't have to be in an organization. You don't have to be in a band to play. And uh, I just I just think it's a great thing. And how does it make you feel uh, after having built this piano to share with the community? <laughs> it, it, it felt, it, that's a good question. It felt really good when I was getting down to the final end. I'd been, I'd been working on this so long, it just seemed like it was never going to be done. And getting to the point where I was putting the final touches on it and, and getting it all set up. I, I did, it has, it's all wired inside and getting all that done. I just thought to myself, this is really the coolest thing I've ever built. <laughs> and I've done, a, I've done a lot of, I, I've invented tools and so forth for the piano shop that have been fun to do, but I, and I like creating new things, but this is by a long shot, the, uh, the best thing that I've, I've come up with as far as a creation. And it was, it was just a lot of fun. It was, it was a challenge from the very beginning. And when I started this, uh, I had ideas of what I wanted to do. I wanted to come up, like I said, with a substitute for wooden keys, the wooden keys, because that's the first thing that goes bad with a piano. But I really didn't know how, how I was going to accomplish it. I, it, and with restoration work, I've done restoration for 50 years. You know, I've been working on restoration, re- restoring pianos since 1973 was my first one. And um, it's really interesting work, but it's at this point pretty cut and dry. I know what I'm doing. I know the processes. I know all the steps. But this was something where I really didn't have a clue at the beginning how I was going to accomplish it. It just started with the idea of putting two different pianos together as one. 
and it just went from there. So there wasn't any guidebook. There wasn't any set of instructions. <laughs> as far as I know, this is the first time this has been done, this particular method of putting pianos together and and um, coming up with 3D keys and so forth. So it was a real challenge. And how do you hope the piano will be used by the community? Well, I'm hoping that it gets played a lot. I do have a few regrets. Um, one of my regrets is that I used the first piano that came along as the inside part of the piano. And nothing against Horlitzers. A lot of people own Horlitzers, and they're nice pianos. But it's really not a piano intended for an outdoor venue. <laughs> it has a real, it doesn't have a real big voice. What I wished I would have used if I were starting over again, which I'm, I'm not at this point, but what I wished I would have used was a model called the Yamaha P22, which is very, very popular. Uh, a lot of institutions have them. Churches, my my own church has three of them in the basement. My old high school has has two of them. Uh, so that you can find them all over. And they are a, a little bigger piano. They would still fit inside the cabinet uh, that I use, for example. But they have a much bigger voice and uh, just a better quality piano. So, you know, th- with this piano, it, it it plays fine and everything, but it doesn't have a, the sound projection that I wished it had. But I hope it gets, I hope it gets played a lot and enjoyed for what it is. I just want people to know that it's it's not a performance piano because of the you know what I use for the inside part of the piano. It's it's a piano that you could sit down and play easy listening music, but you're not going to want to have a college music major sit down and play your recital piece on it. <laughs> it wouldn't be good for that. <laughs> what do you hope this community piano will accomplish in the community? Yeah, Boone is like a lot of towns in Iowa. Um, we've got a lot of uh, not a lot, but we have storefronts that are that are vacant, and we we have some things going for Boone as far as attracting uh, attention and tourism. We have a, a Boone uh, Scenic Valley Railroad that's really interesting, and we have a, a racetrack. But I I, I think it'd be fun if um, people also would have this outdoor piano that they could come try out. And eventually, if I ever get around to building another one or two, it'd be fun to have several of them around town. But uh, that's a long ways off. But hopefully just giving the, 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 the town something, you know, something different from, from other places. How does it make you feel to know that this piano might inspire someone to take up music in one form or another? How does that make you feel? Well, good. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a hard question to um I don't know that this would be a piano that would inspire people to, to necessarily get into music, but it, you know, you, you'll have some kids that will sit down and, and try it that perhaps haven't had an opportunity to play a piano before. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that would, I don't know if that's a question that I can really answer. I, I think it's more a piano for fun than one that would inspire people for, a lifetime of music. <laughs> I'm not sure if you. I'm not sure if that's a question you want me to answer. I don't know. I don't know. But certainly, it sounds like you just want to spread joy with this piano. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's 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 fun. It's something that uh, you know. I, I know there's a lot of households where there isn't music and where there they don't have musical instruments. If it inspires a family to purchase a piano or if, if they see their kids enjoying it 
and uh, people are more inclined to think about having an instrument for their kids to enjoy, that would be great. And I think it could do that because I, I know a lot of people, you know, write off owning a piano or owning instruments. They don't think it's something they'd be interested in, but this might, this might wake them up to the idea that it can be a lot of fun, uh, especially for kids. <laughs> All right. And after this project, any new projects in the works? Well, I don't know. I'm 73. I'm, I'm busy with my restoration. Honestly, I've had two these two other restoration projects in my shop, the um, piano from Minnesota and the piano from Arizona. And I told both the owners I had to get done with the outdoor piano before I started on those because I I like to just do one major project at a time. So when I finally uh, came to an end on the outdoor piano project and I put it outside to test and I could finally consider it done, I got right to work stripping and working on the uh, the uh, refinishing project for Minnesota, and it really felt good to get back to work on on my ordinary type of stuff. So, I'm hoping really to get caught up with that type of thing right now and get back to uh, doing some business uh, that uh, that needs to be done. <laughs> All right, fantastic. And before we conclude, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yeah, if they want to see the piano, I do have a, a Facebook page uh, for it. It's just called Boone Outdoor Piano, either Boone Outdoor Piano or Boone Iowa Outdoor Piano. If they if they type in Boone Outdoor Piano, I think they'll go to it. And I'll be putting on um, video clips of people playing the piano, and that's where people can go if they sit down to play it or if the kids sit down to play it and they take a video, that's where they can go to post uh, those so that would be a good place for people to go just to see the it it doesn't have a lot of content on there yet because we just I just started the page but it it hopefully will have in the future. Chuck, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, and my pleasure. It was enjoyable talking to you.